I'm Jeff Hemmings. This is Brian's Finest Radio Show, online, DAB and podcast. Bringing the artist closer to you. So cool. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, taking the time. Having you too were have been involved since the very beginning. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. All four of us are. It's the same lineup, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Since 2006, I think. 2006. Uh, Obviously, the inevitable question is um, why did you guys decide to get back together again? I think you have to look at why we stopped doing it. At the end of 2014, everyone was tired out. And yeah. Like, we didn't really want to do it anymore. Everyone kind of wanted to do different things and do the things that they had always wanted to do whilst doing a band that didn't have time to. Like Jamie went to university, me and Jack made our own albums. And I think in doing that for those three or four years, we realized that what we had was incredibly special and that perhaps we took it for granted before. So that brought us back together. It's nice to have a bit of a break, isn't it? Where Mm. you recharge, refresh, take stock. Well, it, I think we all took stock and then it was the 10th anniversary of our first album. Yeah. That was why we started talking about it again. And I think everyone realised, you know, that it was an amazing thing we had. Yeah, it was. Throw it away. And what I mean still is. Hopefully. It was a brave thing to yeah. stop doing, stop it, doing it, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we just had an unborn album. Well, yeah. Some people would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think if we'd carried on, we we would have stopped yeah but just on more acrimonious terms sure probably because obviously being together for such a long time and being in each other's pockets I guess mm. is not easy is it it's not easy for any relationship no I think it's it's uh, a miracle and that we're all still talking to each other yeah we are <laughs> yeah as Jamie said if we kept on going you know when, when you might have killed each other well, when maybe. bands are doing it for the wrong reasons so for most people it'd be a no brainer if you have a number one album and you're selling mm. shows and records to keep on playing because it's, it's quite lucrative and you yeah. can keep doing it it wasn't like a defined split was it it was sort of well it was promotion as a hiatus wasn't it but but well we did, did I mean, you actually did feel that you that was it uh, well, from my perspective, that, I thought yeah. that was it. We sold um, all our gear, which is that's I read like that it. somewhere. Yeah, and if you do that, it kind of points out you don't have any plans to do it anytime. <laughs> and actually, funnily enough, we sold it, and then six months later, we start talking about doing the band again. So right, I think we called it a hiatus because I guess partly because we did end it on good terms. So that I think that probably left the yeah. prospect. But we also didn't want to do what some other bands have done recently, which is make a really big deal of splitting up and then come back a few mm. years later yeah um, because people have that sort of big like emotional outpouring when the band stops and that and you know there's sort of like catharsis and that and then you move on and then yeah. some, and then you turn around and say actually mm. surprise <laughs> um, and we didn't want to do that if there was a small chance that we would do it again I mean even the way we stopped was incredibly low key yeah. we, we just did a post on Mm. social media just saying we don't have any plans to make any music in the future um, and that was it there wasn't like a good like a big um, so long farewell mm. kind of tour or anything yeah like the Motley crew recently broke up and they signed agreements to say that they'd never do it again and then about six months later they all ripped up the agreement right. and started doing the event I think I'd feel a bit shortchanged if I was a Motley crew fan <laughs> If it was a Motley Crue fan. Did it feel different when you went back and started making music again? Was there a different 
I don't know, maybe not dynamic, but a different way of doing things or? I mean, the, the band still works the same. It's kind of the same process. It's just within that everyone's, everyone's grown up again, which sounds mm. cheesy to say, but that, you know, beforehand, all we had in our life was the band. Whereas yeah. now everyone's kind of more rounded and confident. Called it a day to begin with. Lots happened. Yeah, yeah. Brexit and Trump and yeah, so, I mean, referendums and turmoil around the, around the globe. Does it feel different or just kind of more of the same, really? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting being in a band now compared to then because there's a lot more people making kind of political music or yeah, music. Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. Mm. And, a lot, and also journalists sort of more willing to ask questions about politics. Um, whereas in 2014, when we were doing the promo for the last album that just that would never come up mm. in an interview and we just did a, a loads of radio and press and um in europe and like everyone there would want to know what we thought about brexit and ask us to explain brexit as if we would like have any insight into it um which of course we don't so the new album hasn't really got much to do with politics it's not you would never been a political band as such no um, no it is about catharsis though in exactly what you're saying I guess worrying about your place in the world and, and talking about finding that within music and using that as a place to escape but yeah. it's, it's not overtly political no. at all I mean with the album title Everything Else Has Gone Wrong does sound like it's kind of commentary on the like contemporary politics yeah. and um, and it it's not but at the same time it you can construe it that way if you want in the sense that we're saying that as I said music can be an escape from like your feelings of anxiety or dislocation, whether it's about politics or yeah. about your own personal life. So how does a how does a typical Bombay song materialise then these days? We did with this record, me and Jack went away to Cornwall. We had a friend's house out there, a place called Port Wrinkle, where there's you know, there's no one around. Mm. The pub quite literally burnt down, so there was nothing else to do. And Damn. We, yeah, no, otherwise there'd be no album, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I burnt it down. And we had a little, I had a setup downstairs, he had a setup upstairs and just wrote music throughout the day and then, you know, watched a film yeah. there at night. And having no distractions meant there was, you know, just a huge amount of music being written and kind of thrown around. And I helped him if he had ideas or you know gave feedback and then if there was a song <clears throat> that he felt was ready he'd send it off to Jamie and Tyrone and then they'd start sending feedback so we'd work on that in Cornwall and then when we got home we started playing the songs in the room which yeah. is kind of all, how it's always happened yeah um, and working it as a band quickly just going back to the fact that you did a, a short run of dates uh, playing your debut album yeah and um, because it was the 10th anniversary and how was that was that a good interesting experience to and so you know some of those songs because we moved on pretty quick when when we did the first album yeah we toured it maybe for six months or so and then because we were so young we just got bored of that and went on to something else released another album in pretty quick succession so some of those songs even we hadn't played for eight or nine years mm. and it was weird it was weird going back it's very nostalgic like when that album came out some people liked it but it wasn't it wasn't even a top 40 yeah, album at no. the time but it really bubbled away yeah. know, under the surface and we just kept doing more gigs and but again I mean it is a it is a record that like people our age and that were teenagers at the time as we were do have a strong kind of emotional connection with because it was about being young and it yeah. was about the various 
things that you do when you're young, which in retrospect aren't particularly interesting, um, but seem like the kind of the most important thing in the world at yeah. the time, mm. like falling in love for the first time. Obviously, that is important. It is. But um, <laughs> it's funny that even then, if I listen back, there's songs that are like anxious about getting older and we were only 17. <laughs> it was great to see that it kind of still had resonance. Yeah. Because at the time, it really, it was kind of like, Pigeonholed as like a sort of landfill indie album um, by some <laughs> elements of the, <laughs> of the music press, um, which I felt at the time was un- unfair. And listening back yeah. to it now, I feel it was unfair as well. Yeah, I, I completely um, agree. I guess you see four middle class people from North London with guitars and you. Well, it's, yeah, it's even less fashionable now than it was then. Um, <laughs> but saying that, you know, have you have you been? Did you have any expectations this time around? I mean, obviously when... Like commercially? Yeah. Uh, I think the tour coming up is sold out pretty much. It's almost sold out. Yeah, I mean, we've sold 5,000 tickets in Brighton. I think there's a few. amazing. Yeah. And that's the only, weirdly, it's the only arena on the tour. But I don't know. The last album went to number one and... But you know how how things move so quickly. Three years can seem a lifetime, can't it, sometimes? Mm. But but also, now that we've done that, I don't really care about doing it again. Like, because it was an amazing thing to to do, but I don't feel the need to really try to do it again. We haven't made an album that it's it's not as accessible as the last one. Mm. And that that was an intentional thing, you know? Yeah, Yeah, we were trying to make... for that. So I guess we kind of sacrificed those kind of things that come along with we were trying to make pop music last time um, and we were making I think probably much more like radio friendly mm. um, music last time which was a conscious decision and which we've consciously chosen not to do this time 